Blog Talk Radio. Welcome everyone to another episode of The Roman Show for the week of December 2nd, 2018. That is right, we are coming almost to an end of the year 2018 and this year surely has developed, but The Roman Show still has many episodes to go in this year and on this episode we welcome legendary wrestler Conan on The Roman Show for the second time actually that he's on uh, on the program. He talked about his return to the pro wrestling ring. This plus a whole much more coming up next on The Roman Show which starts right now. Step down to the get down. All right, whenever you're ready. You're ready. Five seconds to the open. Aquarius, watch that little gimbal. We don't want you coming off in space. Booster, go. Retro, go. Lido, go. Fly. Guidance, Surgeon, go. 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 GNC, we're going. Tell go. 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 The Roman Show. With your host, Rodolfo Roman. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, we're away for the holiday weekend, the Thanksgiving weekend. Hopefully, everyone enjoyed themselves. Had a lot of turkey, and maybe they're burning off the fat. Because I must tell you personally, myself, had tons of pumpkin pie and all these sweets. Typically, I don't eat. Either way, make sure to go to the gym right after uh, to burn off all those calories. I don't think I did enough, but hey, we always got January, right? Enjoy the holidays. We are in the holiday season. We have Christmas, New Year's, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, and all the rest of the holidays uh, that are celebrated around this time. So enjoy yourselves. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Hanukkah. Everything along the lines of the whatever you celebrate, congratulations and enjoy it. All right, folks, well, we have lots to talk about here on The Roman Show. Make sure you follow us on our socials. That is The Roman Show on Twitter and Roman Show Media, both on Facebook and on Instagram and on YouTube. Our Roman 0201 is the channel, but you can always find us live on our website, theromanshow.com. In fact, Right now you can find some great interviews and even some brief look at some of the fights that have occurred during this time. We had a little inside look at Chuck Liddell and Tito Ortiz number three. Gosh. Take a look. It's our point of view. It's our opinion. See if you agree with us. And we take a look here into the Max Holloway versus Brian Ortega taking place this weekend, December 8th. That's UFC 231. Make uh, make sure you go ahead and visit the website, theromanshow.com. A lot of op-eds and video interviews as well are available on our site. Take advantage. Take advantage. And again, subscribe on that YouTube channel. Click that subscription button. That's rroman0201. Guys, it's holiday season, and we all want to give each other or give our friends or our loved ones a nice, looking gift well look no further because the place you need to look at is collar and elbow brand.com they have the most stylish great looking wrestling tees now this is not your your cartoonish type of looking thing no absolutely not this is collar and elbow brand it was actually started by W, former WWE wrestler Al Snow. And the quality of the shirts, I kid you not, I'm not making this up. It's so smooth. Great fitting. It makes your muscles bulge. You won't go wrong. And tell you what, use the, ro- the promo show, The Roman Show, all in caps. That's The Roman Show, all in caps. And you will get a percentage off your purchase this time. Right now, during the holidays. That's collarandelbowbrand.com. Visit the website right now. Use the promo code, The Roman Show. I won't be lying to you. I'm honest. 
The Roman Show. Use the promo code and get yourself a t-shirt from CollarAndElbowBrand.com. Major League Wrestling will return to South Florida December 13 and 14 at the Miami Scottish Rite Temple. That's located right there in the heart of downtown Miami. Two shows back-to-back, 13 and 14, and MLW will be making history because for the first time, the promotion will go live on Bain Sports on that Friday, December 14, and yours truly will be ring announcing. So make sure you get your tickets right now with the Major League Wrestling on their socials, at MLW on the Twitter, and Major League Wrestling as well on, uh, on Facebook and all the socials to find out how to purchase your tickets. That's Major League Wrestling returning to South Florida. And the names on the list, oh boy. I mean, it's just crazy. Conan, low-key. I mean, the list goes on and on of some of the great names that are going to be on this bill. Get your tickets now. Don't waste time. It will be a sellout show. And how cool it's going to be. It's going to be live this coming Friday, a week from this coming Friday, December 14, live on Bain Sports. And the Thursday show is a, a tape show. So again, get your tickets right now, and we will see you at the Miami Scottish Rite Temple next week for Major League Wrestling. Premier Fight League Amateur MMA takes place in Doral, Florida. Myself, I'll be announcing. Make sure you get your tickets for that. Follow Premier Fight League MMA on social media to find out how to purchase your tickets this Saturday. And right now you could, I mean, how cool is that? You watch some amateur MMA and right after you can go right across the street to watch a UFC pay-per-view. So make sure you go out there this weekend and enjoy yourself this Saturday in Doral, followed up by the great MLW matches following week. Right, let's take into gear and let's talk some pro wrestling on The Roman Show. Now it's time to give you a reality check. Jack Swagger, former WWE wrestler, is going to be making his much highly anticipated mixed martial arts debut for Bellator January 26th against J.W. Kaiser. Now, Kaiser has a professional record of 1-1, one and one, and his amateur record is 10-8. and eight. So it, it seems pretty solid. seems pretty solid for Jack Swagger uh, to get, or, or Jack Hager, his winning, to get an opportunity in Bellator, MMA, professional. Guy's 1-1, one one, his opponent, he's 0-0, he's making a debut. He does have that collegiate background. So it's not like he's, he's doing a CM Punk where he's just been training jiu-jitsu for like a week or two or a year or whatever it was. So Jack Swagger is a legitimate athlete. Not that CM Punk is not an athlete. He's an athlete. But Jack Swagger has that background of wrestling. And listen, when you have that college wrestling background, it comes so much in handy. I can name, name you a long list of fighters that started with a collegiate wrestling background and made a smooth transition into mixed martial arts. Randy Couture, Daniel Cormier, heck, Brock Lesnar, need I say more. So for Jack Swagger, I don't see I don't see that much of an issue. However, age could play a factor. Again, this is his first fight in mixed martial arts professionally. But again, he's going up against a guy who's one in one and J.W. Kaiser, so you never know. There might be an opportunity for Swagger to make a name for himself in the heavyweight division, although Bellator does have some names. Yes, they are some veterans, like Fedor Emelianenko, Frank Mir, but, of course, those guys, you can't put them up against a Jack Swagger. They, they've been experienced for a very long time, but Jack Swagger is a whole lot younger than them, so never say never. Really looking forward to Swagger's debut in mixed martial arts. Now, the conversation has been brought, you know, is he going to be doing wrestling and MMA? There are some individuals who are are capable of doing. Bobby Lashley was one. 
he had his his MMA career going and on impact, but of course that has now been put on hold since he's been in WWE. But it's doable. You you could do both. King Mo's another guy. He did a little bit of wrestling and a little bit of MMA. So it's really going to be interesting as far as how it goes. We wish Jack Swagger good luck in Bellator. I think it's a uh, it's, it's a good platform for him. He's not going to the UFC where, you know, and I, I don't want to take sides here, but with Big Boy, please, if you want to say like WCW, where the top dogs are at, the elite, if you will. So good luck to Jack Swagger, and hopefully he has a great career inside the cage. We just got word that NXT performer or wrestler Roderick Strong will be competing for the Evolve Championship on December 15th in Queens, New York, and he'll be wrestling Darby Allen in a grudge match on the 16th. So Roderick Strong, if you recall, he was part of Evolve and won some titles, never the championship, but this is the first time that he comes back after leaving the independent scene and going to NXT, and he will be competing in Evolve, which... He's not the only one to do this. Street Profits are the current Evolve Tag Champions. So there's been a really a lot of uh, partnerships between the WWE's NXT and Evolve, which is great because, number one, you get a Roderick Strong to go and Evolve to wrestle with guys like Darby Allin and then to speak to all the young guys and girls who are in the locker, you give them some inspiration, which is great. Same thing as for them. They get to wrestle some of the young guys coming up, which eventually one day they will make it to the NXT, with, hopefully. But it's a good opportunity. I think it's great to really have that interchange, give that chance to flip-flop, have wrestlers in NXT come to other promotions. I mean, listen, you get to see some great, absolutely awesome matches. And I'm sure that Roderick Strong and Darby Allen will not fail, and they will deliver. Cody Rhodes was seen at a Jacksonville Jaguars game this past weekend. He was sitting at the owner's press box. Now, there were pictures of his wife Brandy and himself attending a Jaguars game against the Indianapolis Colts at the TIAA Bankfield in attendance. He sat in the press box belonging to owner Shahid Khan. Tony has been linked with Rhodes and the Young Bucks in trademarking the all-elite wrestling, which could potentially be a new wrestling promotion to start sometime next year, allegedly. Now, it was brought to the attention to Jim Ross and Chris Jericho that they too would play a role in this alleged new promotion of all elite wrestling. Nothing has been written in stone, although Khan has a lot of money, and I'm sure that if he does get involved, then he can seriously give the WWE a run for his their money and maybe get some better content. You know, I think that that is what's lacking right now. In the world of pro wrestling. Yes. The independent scene. I think it's absolutely awesome. I mean, look at the success. The major league wrestling is having. Impact. I think is making. It's starting brand new. It's starting fresh. It's getting new content. And people now are. Are saying. Hey you know. Why not? Let's give it a chance. You know. They're, they're starting fresh. They have new ideas. New storylines. Why not? You have Ring of Honor. They've been doing their things. For quite some time. And developing. Crafting some great talent. And so much good talent, and some of them you are now seeing them in NXT or in the WWE. So, you know, we're at a good position in, in the world of pro wrestling and overseas. I mean, you know the success. You had NXT with their uh, United Kingdom episodes. I mean, it, it, it's just taking, it's breathtaking in Japan, the great talent over there in Mexico. You know, we're at a good point in wrestling, but I still think that the WWE needs local competition. New Japan is competition, but they're overseas, and, you know, their content is not shown here in the States, unless you have 
their digital channel. But if Khan were to get a contract with, say, I, I don't know, let's just take it up, NBC Sports, let's say, okay, to air a 9 to 10 or 8 to 10 uh, of all elite wrestling to compete with the WWE's Monday Night Raw, I think that we're finally going to get some good content on Monday Night Raw because lately what has been put out there is not for the faint of heart. And listen, I'm a huge pro wrestling fan, and I, I, I catch Raw every Monday, more so than SmackDown. But I have found myself just turning off the TV and going to sleep. And the fact that I have a, new, a baby now helps, but I have found myself going to sleep because it's just very dull. I mean, the storylines are just very boring. Honestly, the hottest thing going on right now there are the women's. The women are kicking ass, and I think that they should definitely give them a lot, a lot of exposure. But the men, it's been lacking. The only thing that's going on right now is Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins. I can't tell you of another story that I'm really involved in. I, I don't, it's just not calling my attention, unfortunately, because they, there's great talent on WWE Raw. So many great performers that are just not being given the opportunity. So, Khan, with All Elite Wrestling coming potentially to TV to a big name network, and that, my friends, could give competition to the WWE, and for once, they can smell the coffee and put out some damn good programming. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, we are now going to welcome Conan. We all remember Conan from WCW. He was also an Impact. Lucha Underground. Mexico, and he is coming out of retirement, coming out of retirement, he's a little past over 50, but he formally never announced his retirement, so he wants to do a farewell well tour, farewell, sorry about that, it's a, a little bit of a eggnog there, farewell tour, and we had an opportunity of speaking to him as he returns to the ring and almost 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 10 years the last time that he competed against a very strong style wrestler in low key. Who happens to be the world heavyweight champion for Major League Wrestling. Let's listen into Conan. And he gets ready for his return to the ring next week. A Major League Wrestling's event in Miami. Which for the first time will be airing live. There you heard Conan returning back to the pro wrestling ring. What an honor it's going to be for myself to announce his name as he walks to the ring for the first time in almost 10 years to compete against another legendary wrestler in low key. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to the Roman Show. Uh, a pleasure to have this, this gentleman, legendary in the world of professional wrestling. That's actually the second time on the Roman Show. I'm talking about Conan. He will be in action December 13 and 14. He'll be in Major League Wrestling. But his actually big match will be against Loki for the World Heavyweight Championship. That's on the 14th. And for the first time, MLW is going live on Bain Sports. That's at the Miami Scottish Rite. Conan, thanks so much for your time and speaking to us here on the show. Yeah, man, thank you for having me on and, uh, you know, my pleasure. So, Conan, you're coming out of retirement, which, and correct me if I'm wrong here, I understood that the last time you, you, were, you actually wrestled one-on-one was back in 2010, but it's not like if you officially made, like, a, a huge announcement that said, you know, I'm done, I'm out of the ring. Is that accurate? No, I don't think I ever made that announcement. The problem was is that at that time um, I was in I was uh, I was going to get a hip replacement surgery, uh, hip uh, replacement. Yeah, that was it. And when I went in there, my kidneys were failing, and uh, so you know before they could operate on my hip, they had to take care of my kidney, and so I had to get a kidney transplant. And I went through a lot of uh, 
really, really a rough patch there and um, where, you know, my life was actually in jeopardy because uh, my body had rejected the kidney. Wow. And anyway, so, you know, there was really no way for me to perform because I was on all these anti-rejection medications, like 15 pills a day. And, you know, I had like all these problems uh, associated with the surgery itself. It was very delicate. And so I basically had to retire. And um, so, you know, I've just been thinking to myself, like I, for the last few years, I've been thinking, man, I know, I, I know if I get into shape and I, you know, get into good cardio, you know, um, I could do a retirement tour. I don't want to come back, you know, making good money outside of wrestling and I'm having a really good time. And inside of the ring, I've done just about everything I've ever wanted to do, but I never was able to say goodbye to the, you know, industry that gave me so much and that I still love so much. And so I wanted to be able to say, you know, and there were people that were always like, hey man, did you retire or when were, so I just wanted to be able to go back, especially to Mexico, because that's, you know, really where I grew up and, you know, the United States and Puerto Rico and Europe and places like that. And um, have one last, you know, farewell tour and say goodbye one last time to the fan base and, and then wrestle, you know, some of my contemporaries. There ain't that many left, you know. I would love that wrestled again, you know, with Eddie and Benoit and people like that. But, you know, there's people like... Um, you know, Chris Jericho and Rey Mysterio and, you know, people like that. And so it'll be cool. I'd love to wrestle with those guys again. And a lot of the new cats that, you know, I've never wrestled with in my life, you know, um, I'd love to do a six man with my boys, Pentagon and Phoenix and LAX. And, you know, I'd like to get in there and just wrestle against this whole new generation of wrestlers, you know? So it's, it's also, you know, it's really cool for me too. So we're taking on uh, on low key. Uh, we know low key is a very strong style type of a wrestler. But let, let's first talk about your training. So how is your training going? You said you're working on your cardio. What exactly are you doing here for 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 this uh, preparation of this match? Uh, I get very bored um, doing the treadmill, so I always try to sneak in my conditioning uh, with something I like to do. So, you know, I love to play basketball, so I'll do that. Believe it or not, roller skating, um, uh, uh, you know, tennis, stuff like that, that, that you can like have fun and be conditioned at the same time. Sometimes I'll just dance with my wife, (laughs) but wrestling, wrestling training is very, you know, the, the conditioning you need for wrestling is very different. I remember, um, back in the day when I was in good shape and I had gotten injured once, and I was coming back and I was doing these spinning classes that, bro, those things really, you know, you got to be in good shape. <laughs> yeah. But it, it just was, but, but even when I went back into the ring, I was still kind of tired because it's just a different type of conditioning. Plus, I'm the type of guy that going to the ring, you know, back then I, I expended a lot of energy trying to get the crowd really pumped. So by the time I got to the ring, I was already halfway blown up. Plus, even when I do my promos a lot of times to this day, I put so much into it that I actually blow up. So I just don't want to. I just don't want to blow up into the match. I'm not at a hundred percent. You know, I think in a couple months I'll be where I want to be, probably by the summer. But you know, um, I wasn't even thinking of coming back. This is just a match that was proposed to me by uh, MLW, and I was just. I just wanted to prove to myself that, you know, what, where am I in my comeback trail? You know, so. It'll be a good gauge for me um, to see where I'm at. So low-key, he's a very uh, st- uh, strong style type of wrestler. I understand that he ripped the ear of uh, Daga, someone you're very familiarized with. What can we anticipate going into this match with low-key, a very physical guy inside the ring? Yeah, you know, he's got that strong style approach and uh, tremendous character. Obviously, I know him very well, both of us being Latinos, you know how, you know, uh, my relationship is with most Latinos in the business. I'm out there to, you know, help them and educate them and, and um, you know, any way I can. So, you know, he was in LAX for a while. Mm-hmm. So I know his mindset. You know, I know he's going to come with that strong style. I still outweigh him. You know, I used to box. I could still knock him out. Or he could knock me out like Nadell just got knocked out. <laughs> you know, the thing is, is people talk. People talk about it, but I'm, you know, I, I try to be about it. You know, people can say, oh, well, Punk got in there and he got his ass beat, but you know what? That's something he always wanted to do and he did it. Most of us wouldn't do it. You know, even like when Brock Lesnar went to try out for the Minnesota Vikings, he didn't make it, but he went there and he tried. And so, you know, 
uh, I want to go out there, and you never know. He might go out there and beat me really easy, really quick. He's got a lot of things on his side. You know, obviously the speed and, and the youth, and, 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 you know, I haven't done this in 10 years. But at the end of the day, the one thing that I can tell you that he won't be able to do with me, you're not going to get into my head. You're not going to play mind games. So, you know, I've seen some of the stuff that he's written on Twitter, trying to get into some sort of Twitter battle. I don't, I'm not going to be beeping on Twitter with you. The bottom line is this, you know, I can tell you this. Uh, if you look at my body of work just in Mexico as a heel, I wrote the book on that. So you're not going to get any dirtier than I can. So if you want to go down that route, don't expect me just because, you know, the people, when I come out, I'm a, uh, I'm a fan favorite, thank God, but uh, don't expect me to, to go out there and go hold for hold for you if you try to play dirty. You know, you know, Rick Flair always says he's the dirtiest player in the game. Well, I'm at that table too. And again, we're talking to Conan, a legendary wrestler. Of course, you see him all over TV and now on MLW. Conan, this is a this is a return match home. Originally from Miami, you got that Miami background. When was the last time you wrestled in Miami? Bro, that's the problem. You know, there's there, there's um, uh, you know sometimes, and you see this a lot of times in wrestling. You got to go elsewhere to be big. You know, my I don't remember when was the last time I wrestled in Miami, but I can tell you this: I've only wrestled there. Uh, a handful of times and it's weird because you know obviously having grown up there and all the love that I always showed in my city very proud of where I'm from and uh, very proud of you know my Cuban ancestry and how they've helped build Miami but um, you know I didn't go through the indie system in Miami you know I don't think a lot of people know I'm from there you know I haven't had a lot of matches there so my history wrestling wise with Miami isn't as good as it is in other places like Mexico City or Tijuana or Ciudad Juarez or Los Angeles, you know. Um, I think my, 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 you know, it's almost like the Mexicans have adopted me, you know what I'm saying? Right. And I love their culture too, much respect to it, you know, because that's, that's where I formed everything. So it's kind of weird because I haven't really wrestled a lot in Miami, um, but that's my city, you know, always has been, always will be. No matter where you go around the world, home is always home, you know. Of course, again, Conan taking on Low Key December 14th for the World Heavyweight Championship. Now, Low Key, as we mentioned, is a is a very strong, uh, strong style type of wrestler. But going back to your history and your matches, who would you say was the most um, intense and most physical battle that you had with? Who did you have that battle with uh, in your in your history? Well, in Mexico, was at the very beginning, um, you know, and you, anybody that's ever read Eddie Guerrero's book. He goes into big. He goes into pretty good detail of what it was like growing up in Juarez, being Gory Guerrero's son, and you know I was with him at that time. Um, so back then, you know the business was very, you know, every guy on top was a veteran that had been around for a lot of years. A very, you know, very few young guys ever made it into the main event mix. You know, Eddie was one of them, and I was the other one. So um, I got more heat than he did because at least he was Eddie Guerrero's son, but I was just this body bodybuilder from Miami and nobody knew who the hell he was and how was he able to draw houses, you know? And so literally, Roman, when I tell you this, I'm not lying, bro. When you went into that ring, it was pretty much a, a fight, you know, during the whole match. You trying to prove that you belong and them trying to prove to you that you didn't belong and a lot of times, bro, they'd be in the car because back then, uh, when I broke into the business, everybody in Mexico drank. Like, you went into the dressing room and every single wrestler, now when I say 99%, that's what it was. 90% of the wrestlers, and I didn't drink back then. So I got even more heat because they thought, oh, he's too cool to come out and drink with us. And I was like, nah, dude, I don't get drunk. That's not my stego. And so... I remember they would pick me up in a car because I was staying at this hotel. You know, I didn't know nobody in Mexico, didn't know where I was, didn't know nothing. They would pick me up in this car, and the car would be full of five other wrestlers. They were all drinking to the show, which was two and a half hours away. You would go into the dressing room, and everybody had a bottle in front of their dressing room. It wasn't like they hid it, or sometimes today they have a little flask, and they put it in a, in a, in a, 
in a Pepsi bottle and you don't know if they're drinking Coke or they're drinking, you know, no, everybody just had it out there and people would take swigs out of everybody's bottles and, and bro, they went up there and somehow they performed. <laughs> don't ask me how, but they performed. And then you'd go back home and they'd be drinking the two and a half hours back home. It's like they were always in a drunk stupor and, but they somehow were able to, you know, put their matches together. You know what I'm saying? So back then, bro, it was like, you know, well, wrestling's real and, you know, there were no, you know, there isn't all the information there is today. Like, even for me to get into wrestling, I didn't even know how to get into it. And I didn't even grow up a wrestling fan. I just kind of walked into it. And even then, it was hard for me to get into it. Like, everybody was kayfaving me because I go, are you guys really hitting each other or what's <laughs> going on? Because I, I, I would think that, you, you know, if you hit somebody in the face, they'd have a bruise, you know, because I boxed. I boxed in the military. And they were like, yeah, you want to try me out? You're like, that That, w that was the answer. You want to see if it's real or not? And they challenge you to a fight. Can you imagine telling that to a wrestler today? <laughs> you look like a J-bro. But that's how it was back then. So back then you had to fight. You know, Eddie was always fighting. I was always fighting. You know, in the ring, in the dress room, they'd stop the car, you know, and it was just very, very different, you know, very different. They, they really rolled the red carpet for you. They really wanted to test you if you were real or not. You could take the real heat. Yeah, well, one of, their one of their excuses was, and this was actually a shoot, wrestlers were infamous, bro. You can go to any city in Mexico, and, and, and I remember when I broke into business, every bar I went into, every single bar, there was a story of some wrestler getting into a fight in that bar. So they were infamous for going out, you know, going to strip clubs, hanging out with strippers at bars. Of course, people recognize them from the magazines oh you're so and so you think you're so tough and because you got and there was always a fight and so they wanted to make sure that if there was a fight that you wouldn't push you out that was like another part of it believe it or not <laughs> well Conan, you mentioned that this could be your final tour of uh, being as a professional wrestler so is there one guy you mentioned some name jericho mysterio but is there one guy that you want to just this was this will be your last match and you're done you're satisfied is there that one guy or the tag match, whatever it is. No, no. I remember when I wanted to, even when I, I remember, uh, like I said, man, in my final match, I always said I wanted, you know, Rey Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero to be there. And I even told them that, you know, way back in the day. And I just wish that, you know, Eddie Guerrero was here and another good friend of mine who passed away called Pedro Aguayo Jr. Who was like my little brother. I wish that we could all be in a match with Ray, but obviously, you know, they're going to be watching us when somehow, some way, maybe I can get Chris and Jericho and Ray Mysterio and, you know, Psychosis and a couple other people together for that last final match, you know. And of course, Conan, you're, you're, I see your hands on uh, with MLW. MLW, of course, doing very, very well. Kicked off, returned last year, but they're doing very excellent on, uh, on Bain Sports. They're going to have their live show for the first time, December 14th. That's where you're going to be the main event against Loki in a, in a no DQ for the World Heavyweight title. What is the future for MLW? It's looking brighter and brighter by the minute. Uh, you can't ever predict anything with any certainty, especially in an industry as volatile as wrestling is. But I think, you know, one of the most important things and hardest things to do is get a TV deal, which he did. Mm -hmm. You know, I think you know in court yourself, you know how, how bright he is. He's very underrated. He's always flown under the radar, um, but he knows his shit. You know, he was running MLW when he was, you know, very young cat, you know, in his, in his early 20s and shit. Yeah. Um, he respects the business. He knows about the business. He obviously, you know, wrote in WWE, um, uh, was very um, influential in getting some Hispanic talent there and uh, working with Eddie and with Ray, stuff like that. So he's always had a good mind for the business. And um, uh, I think, you know, he's amassing some really good talent, you know, that's also part of the equation. And so now, you know, you just got to get on a bigger network, a bigger platform. There's many out there, and I'm sure that he's going to snag one of them and just make sure that your storylines are really good and you got something cooking because, you know, um, wrestling may not be as popular mainstream as it was when I was around. And I think one of the reasons is because back then, 
you know, WWE had a competition and they were afraid that we could take their talent, you know, WCWs, when I say we, mm-hmm. that we could take their talent and they knew that they had competition and they couldn't rest on their lows and they were putting out incredible TV and we were putting out incredible TV. And you had, and so right now they're resting on their lows. They're the king and there's nobody even close and they've got so much programming, you know, and, and I think their, their, their product has suffered a lot. So I don't know if, if maybe WWE and, and they're still super popular, as we all know. But what I do think is that we're seeing so many, you know, you, you know we're seeing so many other other promotions, you know, um, from Europe to the United States to Mexico, uh, even now Canada, promotions that didn't exist before. You know, the indie scene's really, really hot right now. Yeah, and, and it's it's there's there's so much to see. But would you say though, to a point that it's a little bit saturated, or 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 you think it's on the right path? One day, eventually, a couple of years from now, we will get it to be where it was when the the Monday Night Wars. Well, everything everything um, when it's popular gets saturated. Wrestling, you know, you know, it got popular. Now it's easy to get into, even as a promoter. You know, but when I broke in, there were only like the only promoters in wrestling were like, you know, guys that their dad inherited the business to or, you know, like they were really wrestling and boxing promoters. Now it's like every fanboy's a promoter and that's good and it's bad because you got fanboys that don't know what the hell they're doing. They're just <laughs> marking out for the boys. Right. And then you got the fanboy who's going, man, my whole life I wanted to run a promotion and if I get the chance, I'm going to run it like this. And they're, coming out with new and creative ways of doing things and that's why I love traveling because everywhere I go I always learn something to add to what I already know and it helps me everywhere I work you know whether it's AAA or MLW you know and so it's really cool because you never stop learning and people always show you new stuff Um, uh, but I I think it's great because you don't have to be and you know I'm not bashing WWE it's for a lot of people um, uh, I've made my living without having to go there, but I just think it's a real good alternative to having to go to WWE because once you go there, as you know, mm-hmm. you know you're lock, stock, and barrel there. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, it, and you don't have that creative liberty that you have, you know, on the Indies. And so, um, uh, uh, right now we're living a great moment in the independent scene and. Always rises to the top, and the promotions that don't have good ideas or aren't giving the fans what they like, they're gonna fall by the wayside. And like anything else, only the strong will survive. So the right indie promotions will survive. And like I said, it's good. I think one of the biggest things that I hate about the indies is that there's still so much politics. Where this company won't work with this company. Just bro, we're all independents. We should all be working together for the betterment of the business and giving the fans what they want, giving the wrestlers more work and you making more money instead of, well, I won't work with this promotion, I won't work with that promotion because that's part of the damn problem, you know? And so that's the only thing that I think is still kind of, you know, whack about the indie scene, but it is what it is, you know? Yeah, well, I see that a lot here in Miami. One guy won't wrestle for the other guy and they're literally like 10 miles away from each other with a health issue. It's ridiculous. And they're both paying you... Right, they're both paying you fifty dollars, and they're yeah. both giving you one show a month. So yeah. <laughs> why, why, why is that? You know, it's like yeah, it's it make, ridiculous. Makes no sense. Again, Conan. Also, you could check out the podcast, Keeping It One Hundred with Conan, uh, available right now. So, Conan, I want to thank you so much for your time. Again, you're taking a low key for the World Heavyweight Championship, December fourteenth. But MLW will have two shows back to back on the thirteenth and on the fourteenth. The recording is, uh, the live to tape is on the 13th, and the live show is on the 14th. It's going to be an excellent night in Miami. Kind of chilly, believe it or not, Conan. We got some, some cold weather here in Miami, or our, our version of cold weather. So right. we're excited for it. Uh, the Miami Scottish, right? I invite out there everyone tuning in on the Roman show to come check out the return of Conan inside the squared circle. Anything else you want to say, Conan? Well, yeah, you know, I just want to make sure that people know if you're a wrestling fan, obviously you'll know these names, and if you're not, believe me, and you, you want to check out the show, there's so, so much great talent on this show. So, you know, you're going to see the Hart Foundation with Teddy Hart, and obviously, you know, um, Brian Pillman Jr., and um, David Boy Smith's son, Harry, and 
you're going to see uh, L.A. Park, you know, the Mexican legend. Right. And you're going to see Rush, one of the biggest stars in Mexico, very charismatic guy. Rich Swan, one of the best wrestlers out there. There's going to be a ladder match with Andrew Everett, who's phenomenal. Desmond Xavier is phenomenal. Jason Cade, Cotto Brazil. So there's some really good matches. And one of the one thing that I feel Court is trying to do, which is very hard to do nowadays because on the indie scene, everybody kind of works with everybody. He kind of wants to have wrestlers that not too many other promotions have. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. uh, and so... Um, there's going to be a lot of good wrestling there. Hopefully I can bring that title to Miami. You know, that would be a dream come true to win a world championship in my city. And, uh, you know, I want to invite everybody to come out there and, and uh, support MLW, support wrestling. If you're a big Lucha Libre fan, Pentagon's going to be there. And so, you know, it's going to be really, really, uh, really dope atmosphere. And right you're going to be there, right? At the I, ring I, I'll be a ring announcing again. It's a, it's a pleasure to... to to announce your name uh, walking to the ring and, and of course Loki as well we has a, a great right. career as well so it's, it's a true honor for me and, and I, I do for the I do pro wrestling but for the most part I do mixed martial arts so uh, right. I, I'm going to get you guys pumped up I want to see a really good action uh, inside that that ring alright my brother well I invite everybody to come down December 13th and 14th you know it's going to be going down MLW 7pm and I think they just announced something really big which mm -hmm. Uh, only WWE does. They're going to be going live. That's right. Ain't that crazy? On the 14th, they're going to go live on Bain Sports USA, so you can catch it live. You don't have to wait for it on YouTube or anything. You can catch it right there on the spot live. So that's an exciting already, Conan. All right, yeah, man. Nos vemos en Miami, todos los latinos. Nos vemos ahí en Miami. Muchas gracias por su apoyo. And I really look forward to checking out, you know, all my Latin followers and all, you know, wrestling fans in general, one big family. We're out there to entertain and have a good time and give us a chance to show show you what MLW is all about. Así so, es. Así es. Ladies and gentlemen, listeners all around the world, welcome to The Showdown. Well, ladies and gentlemen, six years later, Another member of the Gracie family will be entering the octagon. Unbeaten grappling Pina. Cron Gracie, the son of legendary Rickson Gracie, has signed with the UFC. Set to make his promotional debut against Alex Caceres at UFC 233. That will take place on January 26th, where the main event will be Henry Cejudo versus TJ Dillashaw. Cron Gracie is now 4-0. He has competed in the Risen Company, where he defeated Erson Yamamoto, Hideo Tokoro, and Tatsuyo Kawajiri. All, of course, victories, all the victories there coming from submission. So very interesting to seeing another Gracie inside the octagon. And let's see what Kron is able to do. He's going up against Alex Caceres. He's no slouch. It's not like if uh, Alex Caceres is going to walk around there and let him do what he has to do. Alex Caceres, I know him personally. He's a great fighter. Came out of here out of Miami, Florida and has paid his deeds inside the octagon. So it should be a very fun, exciting fight and uh, a very tough opening or debuting fight. For Cron Gracie in the UFC. Junior Dos Santos was victorious over the weekend. JDS definitely looking like uh, he has his uh, his uh, rollback, if you want to say, or he has his swagger back inside the octagon because he he looked he looked quite amazing. I must say, he definitely sharp with his boxing and not looking any sluggish. Definitely looked confident inside the, the octagon. So he's definitely up there in line for a title opportunity, maybe with a win or two against some of the guys, the big names. One of the guys that they've been mentioning to do a rematch will be against Alistair Overing. Now, he did say that he would like to face Daniel Cormier, the current heavyweight champion, before Cormier retires. But as you know, Cormier is slated to take on Brock Lesnar at a date to be determined yet. But 
I must say that if it was to be JDS versus Daniel Cormier, and it was all due respect, JDS, I just still feel that DC will win this fight quite easily. I must remind you, Cain Velasquez. We all knew those great battles that he had with Cain. Now, yes, JDS knocked out Cain Velasquez on his under first fight. Cain ended up losing his his title, but eventually earning it again and defeating JDS on two occasions where he just basically destroyed JDS. And as we know, Cain Velasquez is a wonderful, excellent wrestler. Which, mind you, he's, he's scheduled to return very soon. I know that he was on the injured list, but he's been training hard. He's been putting up some Instagram pictures saying that he's ready to come back. So really looking forward to seeing Cain Velasquez inside the octagon. He was a great fighter. Unfortunately, injuries have played a big, major role and have really you know, pretty much put him on the back burner. But, but that guy right there, that guy would have been legendary um, in, in the heavyweight division, as does DC, because he is a great fighter. Really, truly is. Well-rounded. Well, we are getting ready for this weekend's pay-per-view, UFC 231, taking place in Toronto, Canada. We finally get to see the fight between Max Holloway versus Brian Ortega. If you recall, this fight was supposed to take a few months ago. However, Holloway was scratched off the, the fight card after doctors ruled that he had concussion-like symptoms. Therefore, they pulled him off the card for his safety. Brian Ortega decided to, well, hey, I'll wait until he's ready. And here we are, December 8th. We're finally going to get to see this fight. And Max Holloway will put his title on the line. And not against Jose Aldo, who he defeated for, who he defeated, but against Brian Ortega. If you recall, Holloway defeated Aldo for the title. And then he defended it against him. And this will be the first time that he, def- the second time actually he defends it. But it will be against Ortega. Ortega is not a slouch. He is undefeated. And boy, can he pack a punch. He is the only man to have knocked out another legend, Frankie Edgar, if you recall. So this could definitely be a fun fight. And although many, many people think that Max Holloway is is, is an amazing fighter, which he is. But listen, Brian Ortega is not a walk in the park. He's undefeated for a reason. So I'm looking forward to this, and I will not be surprised if by the time that we talk, we have a new UFC featherweight champion. JJ versus Valentina Shevchenko for the vacant women's flyweight title. This is the first time these ladies will meet in a different division. As you remember, Valentina moved down in the weight class to get an opportunity at this flyweight title. And JJ, she was a former champion, but also was brought down to compete for this vacant flyweight championship. Now, there's no doubt in my mind that Valentina has always looked like a champion. Unfortunately, it didn't go her way as he, she took on Amanda Nunes. But, it now seems that she has found her role by coming down to the flyweight division. And this is an opportunity for her to perhaps own a title. Now, I must say that Shevchenko's kickboxing or Muay Thai is a whole lot better than JJ. And although JJ, I understand her style too, is Muay Thai and kickboxing. But another factor we have to look into is that Shevchenko is a bigger girl. She truly is a bigger girl, so the fact that she packs a lot of muscle in there will be good enough for her to defeat JJ. And finally have a champion in that division, for the women's division. So looking forward to this fight with JJ and Valentina. Two titles on the line coming up this weekend. Hopefully you get to catch that alongside, again, just a reminder that this Saturday in Doral, Florida, 
you will be able to catch some amateur MMA. And again, just a walk. Literally, you just walk across maybe less than two minutes, roughly, and catch the UFC fights. You can't go wrong with that. All right, folks, so we'll catch you right here on the Roman Show for almost the last, yeah, the last episode of the year. I'll tell you why. Uh, we will be trapped. Actually, no, I take that back. There will be two more episodes left. We'll be in Japan and Korea the end of the year. We'll get you some information, some stories to provide with you. You can check on our YouTube channel and, of course, your Block Talk Radio, but definitely stay tuned for that for more information. But, uh, yeah, so we have two more episodes before the years. And now, one note I have to say is, as you know, we also cover some rock. Uh, Fort Rock, which we've covered um, for the past three three years, four years, it was uh, taking place in Fort Myers. Then for the first time, it came to Fort Lauderdale last year. Well, it has been brought to our attention that Fort Rock, from the latest information that we have, will not be taking place. Instead, Rockville, which has been taking place for some time now, will be taking place at the Metropolitan Park in Jacksonville, Florida. Now, gosh, you know, it just, for me, you know, I'm located here in South Florida. It's, it's a five-hour five-hour and a half drive, but this lineup is sick. Some of the big bands, all right, that are part of Rockville. Let me, let me read this list to you here. You got Tool, Korn, Rob Zombie, Incubus, The Prodigy, Shinedown, Judas Priest, Bring Me the Horizon, and the list goes on, and Evanescence, Evanescence. Look at this. Uh, Killswitch Engage, In This Moment, Papa Roach, P. Roach. The list goes on and on and on. I have to tell you. And look at this. The weekend general admission starts at $129.50. $129.50 for all those bands three days of action. Guys, I don't know about you, wherever the hell you are, but if you are in Florida... Get your butt to Rockville, May 3rd, 4th, and 5th. It's going to your ass. With that being said, we'll catch you next week right here on the Roman Show. If you haven't been on, you haven't been heard. See you at the fight.